0: Up, up with down, down with what did they say? Enough is enough. enough. But they're not saying it alone country in West Virginia, in Colorado,
1: in Arizona, in Kentucky, in North Carolina, in Los Angeles.
0: All teachers are saying, enough is enough." enough. And now Oakland teachers are standing up, but they're not standing alone. Oakland
2: is a union town.
1: We are here because our students deserve smaller class sizes, our students deserve nurses, librarians, art teachers, PE teachers, All sorts of support staff that we don't have, and we are here because the school district is threatening to close 24 schools in Oakland, including uh, the school that right in front of us that we my school shares a campus with, and we will not stand for that. that
0: We need more money in education. That's part of the reason that we are where we are right now. Uh, we, as a state, are the fifth-largest economy in the world, and we fund education here in the, in the United States on a per-student basis in the bottom 20%. So that there is a very strong discipline. Alright y'all, we are back with another episode of 8 Black Hands, but we are missing two sets of hands today. That is Sharif El Mekki who is in Kansas City, can't be with us today, but we do have Charles Pohl in Oakland. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing well. And we got Mr. Ray Ankrum in, or on the East Coast, I should say. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm in Minnesota. We are snowed under, but we don't have going on in Minnesota what y'all got going on in Oakland, Charles. So listen, there's this episode. I want to talk about this again. We've already talked about the Oakland teachers strike in the past. We talked about the Los Angeles teachers strike in the past, but there's something new that's going on right now, mm-hmm. and it's that, that teachers are not only striking, but they're taking things to the next level. This started out with just being about pay and smaller class sizes and, and potentially, you know, a few other things that were work related, but then in, in West Virginia and a couple other places, it morphed into being about uh, getting rid of the competition, charter schools, but now just within the last couple of days, it then got real. It's even more real than, than just being about charter schools or privatization or Neoliberalism, or any other things that people say when they're trying to get out of talking about black children and the death of black minds in the public school system, it's gotten to be physical, from what I can see now. So Charles, tell me a little bit about I'm um, hearing things. So tell me a little bit now, about what you, so, now, okay. what you heard. So this is what I heard. I heard two things. No, I heard three things. The okay. first thing that I heard was that the offices of a a, a group that does community advocacy was defaced yeah, by God. teachers. Yeah. yeah, Go Public Schools, which is a local organization there, had its doors defaced with a whole bunch of uh, graffiti or something, like dollars or whatever. Fake dollars, I guess meant to denote the fact that uh, they get funding from people with dollars, right? I also yeah. heard that there's a, a black school board member who's near and dear to my heart, Ms. Uh, Hinton Hodges, who had herself in effigy on signs of these so-called teachers, educators, where Mm -hmm. they're like really doing damage to her picture and doing damage to her look, you know? And and, and supposedly she's sold out, but here's the worst one. All of that is fine. No, it's not fine, but all of that is is not as bad as the last one. The last one that I heard is that a a leader of an advocacy organization had his doors knocked on at six o'clock in the morning Scared his children, scared his wife, scared his family. Mm -hmm. This is a new level. This is something different than we've ever talked about before. So tell me, did I hear right?
2: So you heard some of it right. I want to make so you know. Let me clear up. It wasn't graffiti. Like it was, it was painters tape and and dollar bills, like you said. And on the back of the bills, there were messages. Right, like one one of the messages said, "Don't f with teachers." And then the other one was like in a kid's handwriting that just was like, we want quality education. So there was a wide spectrum in this demonstration. So that is what that was. I, I want to make sure that, you know, nobody came out with spray paint. Okay, it, but
0: there were there were a lot of pieces. Of a lot, oh yeah, it was a lot. I, yeah, I
2: helped a support. lot of them. And
0: and then there and you helped clean it up. Mm-hmm. Is that what you just said? Okay, yeah, so you were there, so you know. And on I the was, back, they had messages, right? Yeah. They had Messages, right? Yeah. Okay. So okay. definitely hundreds. So I, I
1: just want—I want to jump in real quick. I want to—I want to ask a clarifying question to you, uh, Charles. So you're not an educator per se, as in being in the classroom, but you are an educator, as in you teach a college class and you work with kids. I work with young folks. Yeah. I work. I what work were with some? Kids, of, what these were kids? some of the things that were going through your head? when you saw these messages and you saw the reaction from this young lady in regards to what happened?
2: I I saw, it was tough for me, man. And it was tough for a few reasons. I think I've said this to some of y'all offline, but there's two different groups of people that's operating here, right? There's the pedestrian person that, like I said, doesn't really know a lot about education policy or what's happening or like the intricate details of how the money is working out. So for instance, like, we got 36,000 students and we got 86 traditional public schools. Like there are average people that don't know that that's just too many schools for that many students. Right. Uh, To compare Stockton has 50,000 students and 55 schools. Right. So, so just the way in which that money works out, like there are people that just don't, don't know that piece. So, and I see those people as they're seeing things on the news, they're reading popular articles that say, Hey, Teachers are being assaulted. They need these things. And then the average person saying, I support teachers. This is how I do it. Right? That's one. I think the second thing is there are folks that are like in union leadership that actually know the details, that actually know that we are in a situation that can't continue because when the money runs out, then it just runs out. Like you end up back in state receivership. And and sometimes those people that have more information let other people continue to believe have truths so it doesn't hurt their movement. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Right. So, so you're basically saying that Oakland is stupid, right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not no, saying okay. that. Oh, you're not saying that? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I just, I just wanted to know. Just, no, no, no. And, and, and from a distance, it does look no, kind of no. stupid, but no, that's not what you're saying. No, oh, okay. No, because I'm, I'm picturing my mother when I say that first example. You see what I'm saying? Like, like it's not my mother's job to be in the all the intricate detail. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's not her thing. She was trying to raise a family. Like my mother was trying to not smoke crack. Right, but right, right? but
0: not your mom. But you are saying that the leadership of Oakland understands what the reality is and they're still not being honest, forthcoming. I think, with I their- think there <laughs> is
2: a lot of the leadership that definitely understands what's happening. And I do think that there are some teachers that were on that picket line that don't have all that information either especially when we get into, like, the charter wildcat strikes and things of that nature. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah, so, we got to come back to the charter wildcats. Right. Wild but let's not get too far off, off topic. I to
2: far, but I just I want I to be, like, there are two different groups that are, because everybody in Oakland is really active right now. And I think that that part is just really important. And the, the the large, I would say 85% are in group one and 15% might be in group two.
0: Okay. However many percentages you break down the people right. in, what percentage of the people believe that it's okay for some folks to come knocking on your door at six o'clock in the morning when your children are
2: sleeping? What percentage is okay with that? Yeah, man. Uh, looking at social media, it's been pretty split and it's been really disappointing. Wait, so you said it's
1: split in terms of somebody That's coming and
2: knocking at somebody's door? Man, man, Oakland is stupid. <laughs> but there's also, and you got to understand the other context of the city. Like Oakland is the place where a black superintendent was assassinated. Like you got to understand what's going through people's heads when this happens, right? So they've targeted the superintendent, I think earlier in December, these things have happened Jamoke, has it's been rumored that Jamoke's home is about to be next on the target list. So it's really, I mean, it's some really wild stuff. And there ha- I did see teachers condemning the actions, right? So teachers started to condemn the actions. And then I heard that union leadership said, hey, that wasn't us. We didn't authorize that piece. However, I think that where people are calling BS on that is, well, you know the group that did it. The group leader stands next to you in a lot of things that you're making claims for, and you're, you didn't come hard against those people publicly for that act that they did. You see what I'm saying? Like It feels like there might be a group that is somewhat playing the bulldog for the, the, the people in suits.
0: Well, I mean, that's the, way, that's the way you do when you're a criminal enterprise, right? You have the right hand do something that the left hand can say that they didn't do. I mean, that's, that's not new. That's old. Right, but what I don't understand is how you I, I, have a city. I, I just, I didn't
2: call them a, a criminal enterprise. Like no, no they are. Those, are, those no, are our
0: words. Those no, are my words. words. That's yeah. my words. You can't call them that because you live yeah, there you, and you, you want to keep living there, right? But but I'm telling you, you're talking about a city that has like some of the world's school, worst schools on planet Earth when it comes to outcomes for Black people and for people of color. Period. Who will never be these college-educated, middle-class people who are walking these lines and dancing in the streets with drums and stuff, looking like a damn circus, looking like a bunch of clowns Absolutely. out there, right? Looking like straight-up clowns, knowing knowing that, knowing that they should be talking about the outcomes for children, and they never will. Never. But I'm telling you, like, listen, listen, all that's fine. I can be for you until you knock on my door. That's what, and, 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 I, okay. I, and I live in a concealed and carry state. I just want you to be real. I want us all to be real about this. When you are a parent and you are right. involved in this stuff and you know people get a little too crazy sometimes, get a little too feeling themselves, a little too much or whatnot, you don't knock on anybody's door. Right. You can do whatever you want. Just don't knock on anybody's door. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I, I do, I, I,
1: go ahead, I, Ray. I feel like that's taking it to a whole nother level when you're knocking at people's door. Like, I, I feel like it's a certain level of diplomacy that you need to have when you're negotiating contracts, when you're a part of a union and you're a part of the other side. And once you step that, once you overstep that line, it's like you're asking for things. Right? And let me,
2: yeah, and I, I agree with you. And 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 I want to be clear too. I think, you know, when I chatted with John, I think it was like. Twenty or so people that came to his house, which is still not okay, right? Twenty people come to your house, bro. Yeah, you'll be no, upset. let no, Let
1: me, goodness, let me 50, my point. Wait, are my you point. from the south let side me,
0: of
2: Chicago? How many the asses 100. do you have to kick when you got twenty people at your oh, door? So what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that, like, I want to make sure that I don't conflate the people that marched to the offices to with the people that marched to the homes. Well, why do you, you to want to? Why do you want to make that clear? What's the I want to make it clear because the people—it was like seven hundred people or something that marched to the office, right? Like that was Bro, like
1: twenty people. Actual, is still a lot of goddamn people to be at, at your mom. door.
2: I understand that. Listen to what I'm saying, because I'm gonna give you what my reaction to it was. Right, my okay. reaction is, is very much on par with that. But what I'm trying not to do is conflate like the actions of like the actual union where they met for an event for. It was like 1200 people at the initial event and like 700 marked down to the offices and nobody was at the offices, right? Like that was a that was a demonstration people knew beforehand like there and When was, you
0: say the offices, which offices? The GO offices. Okay, so it's, how many How many was it then?
2: the report in San Francisco Chronicle said about 700.
0: So 700 people marched to the offices of a nonprofit right. because they don't like the fact that that nonprofit is for school reform. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. And and,
2: And that's not thuggery? Charles, that's not thuggery? Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, let me, because I have to, like I said, man, when I look at, I have my own reactions that I'll get to in a second, but I got to get the facts out the way.
0: Okay, Okay. let's do that. Hit us with the facts.
2: This other group that some people are now saying online was like a rogue group that broke from the plan of what was supposed to happen, right? Like, the union is trying to distance themselves from those people, and it was about 20 folks, and From what I'm hearing, John handled it really well. I don't think that I would have handled it very well. Now, my reaction to that is, if you come to my house, and I have a wife, and I have a child, I have children, and if you make my, my child cry, you make my daughter cry, like, I'm just, like, we're not having a conversation about education anymore. We're not having a conversation about chartering districts no more. We're not having a conversation about outcomes no more. We're having a conversation about how I'm about to protect my family by any means necessary right now. I don't give a damn what you're talking about. You can be as right as rain at that point, but you are now threatening the sanctity of my family in a city where an education leader was assassinated. So I have to be very careful with my words in that sense because, like you said, I do live here, and I am trying to focus on after the strike when all the national media leaves, all the attention is gone, and we just left with ourselves, the Oaklanders, right? Because there's going to be people here that's left to pick that up, and then that's when I have to remind you, oh, yeah, and for the last 60 years, these schools have been failing your black kid, your brown kid. The Latino school that's here that everybody's trying to save that had 141 Latino seniors last year, only 26 of them graduated having met A through G requirements. So now that the union has got what they wanted, now can we have this conversation about these kids and these families? Now, because a year from now, six months from now, when this is over and it's in the past, now I'm going to be raising the question of when do black and brown students and parents start to boycott y'all? When do black and brown parents now say, okay, you got what you wanted. We marched with you. We met at the firmary park, 1200 deep, and we marched with you, 700 deep, and you got it. everything that you wanted. They did the more. But I'm wondering I'm
0: wondering why you have to wait to say that, though, bro. Like I talked to somebody in Oakland yesterday, and my question was, you have two groups of people fighting there, two groups of professional people. Who have a problem with each other? They have a contractual problem. That's all this is. It's it's about contractual stuff, right? Uh, th- this isn't a revolution. Let's not fool ourselves. The people who are out there jumping in the streets and acting like this is some sort of revolution and they got the Che Guevara shirts and whatnot need to be shaming themselves because they all look like nuts. A bunch of fruitcakes, y'all got out there. You but but but, the, but you you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, no no no, that that's straight that. up
2: true. That's straight up true. I I got it all on film. I got it all on tape. I got <laughs> it on tape. <laughs> you know have it on tape, but I do think yeah. that there are some people that feel like they're fighting for a very valiant cause. Yeah, I, I don't care. Have, I don't so, uh, I, I it, information on the yeah. average person, but continue.
0: Yeah. And you know what? They could feel like whatever they feel like. I could feel like Mel Gibson, but I'm, I'm not Mel Gibson. But but the bottom line, like for me is in this situation, there are adults who are supposed to be negotiating something, who are all college educated and middle class and supposed to be sitting at a table and figuring this stuff out. They They obviously have failed at that. So, so they should be admitting failure of that. But there's nobody stepping up there saying, kids who are already very far behind are losing valuable learning time right now. And right. is there a way that y'all as professional middle-class people should be fighting this out without making them the, the beneficiaries of your, your, your stupidity, right? Because right now, all I see is a bunch of college-educated people having a food fight, but the only people that are getting hurt are the kids. And this is what I don't understand. This is my point. I'm not making it very good, but here's, here, here's my point about that is where's the leadership to step up and say, listen, no matter what you do, number one rule is hold kids harmless. Mm-hmm. So whatever you got to work out, whatever problem that you have, go behind closed doors, fix it, work it out, have a table, make it a public table, do whatever you need to do, negotiate in public, hold kids harmless. Bottom line, so where's the NAACP? Where's the black clergy? Where's the, the Latino people? Where are the folks in leadership who consider themselves leader people to step up and
2: basically say, listen, I understand it was that issue with you all bottom line. I, I think, the I think they that. are there. I think that you but you got people that speak in. Listen, man, the yells of people are drowning out like a lot of those leaders. And the superintendent has said that she stood on that, and she said exactly what you said. The NAACP has been on record both in this strike and in the 1996 strike, and they ended up getting demonized for it. But basically saying, "I hear y'all about the strike, and we'll support teacher conditions, but when are we gonna talk about these black results?" And they got like vilified for it. Like those things have happened. Like that's on actual record. So I just want to be clear that those things have happened. I just think that right now. It is a perfect tidal wave, a perfect storm of everything happening at once. And I mean, let me just be very clear. The union did an amazing job of organizing. And this is not something that was spontaneous. This is I think a lot of people feel like this was spontaneous. This came about in the last six months. And this has been building up for the last four or five years, right? Every, like They have been building this out and telling their story and getting their narrative out for a long time. And I think that people got outflanked. I do, I really truly do think that that's what happened. And I think that if you are approaching this, like it's a war and what's gonna happen after this is happening, right? Like I think some people are trying to be a little bit more strategic. I don't know what it, what good it does at this point to go out and yell in the middle of a thunderstorm and nobody's gonna hear you, right? Um, You got to kind of, I don't know, man. I think things are in in motion. They're going to play out the way that they play out. I think that people are being truthsayers and saying what needs to be said. I think, you know, Jonathan came out and said the things that he needs to say, and I think he handled it way better than I would. I mean, he handled it so well, you know, and there are real people in real lives right now that's, like, really feeling this, man. Like, I saw John's kids yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, I saw his children. I saw, like, his son wrote a letter, and the letter is, like, like, why are y'all so mean to my dad? Like, he just wants to help kids. Like, when, like, seeing a kid write something like that is just, it, it, it sets you off in a different way. So, I can go out and yell and scream and, and burn every bridge and, and never have a voice again. Or it can be like, okay, you know, what, I don't know. Y'all might have a different way of going about it. But it's like, sometimes you gotta, I, I don't know if this is a situation where you gotta lose a battle to ultimately win the war. And the war for me, is to make sure black and brown kids get educated, regardless of if it's traditional school, charter school or whatever, you know what I mean? But I'm hoping that this allows us to have a deeper conversation. Like I'm doing an event that's after this, where that my young people are going to lead. And this has been a tough time for my young people, man, because this is what you got to understand. Even with all the work that we do, all the facts that we have, like these are teachers that they know that they love, right? And like, these teachers are engaging them like adults now. They're engaging them like partners, right? Like, they've probably never seen this level of enthusiasm from their teachers. So they're, That's some of them are excited on those really lines. Is.
0: That really is. But, you know, like, listen, whatever. I get it. What, what, what were you going to say, Ray? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so
1: for me, I want to, I want to just clear some things up in terms of uh, what we're not doing. So we're not, so first of all, teachers in Oakland, they aren't middle-class because they work for like really low wages and can barely afford to live in Oakland. So let's clarify that. Uh, They're
0: middle-class. They are middle-class. They're college-educated no, middle-class people. All yeah. of
2: these people are not middle-class people. I not all of, them. not all of them, but they are. They, I, I they would venture class. to say that the majority of the people marching yesterday were not middle-class. Like as far as like living comfortably in Oakland, I okay. would venture to say that that, that that that's not the case.
1: Yeah. So I, I okay. want I wanted to point that out. That's the we
0: We'll first. come back to some facts on that. We will yeah. come back to that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. But then the, the second thing is, you know, in, in, as an educator, as a former uh, as a former teacher in the classroom, and one of the most powerful uh, teachers' unions in the country, in Baltimore City Teachers' Union. What I will say is this. Uh, folks got to handle themselves like professionals. You know, there were times when we were outside of contract or whatever, but, you know, at the end of the day, we knew we had to do what we needed to do for kids. And so, you know, if for me as a teacher, if, if we ever went on strike, I don't give a shit about what my colleagues feel about me because my first thing is – to make sure that my kids are being educated, and that's that. That's my feelings on that. Right. You know, and I know everybody may not share that same sentiment, you know. But like for me, I, I don't, I don't. I, there's no red wall for me. Uh, the red wall for me is making sure that there's no bloodshed for my kids, and that my kids are safe, and that my kids are learning. And if there were more people like that, then those for me would, would be the people that step up to the forefront as being leaders of this type of movement. Those would be the revolutionaries,
2: in my opinion. I hear you I, I I don't I don't even think I, I don't disagree with either one of you, you know what I mean I disagree on certain things I disagree on some some of the names that might be used I disagree on like. Saying like all these people in middle class or whatever the case is like here's the thing. Here are the facts, the facts are like we do pay teachers really poorly and the facts are is that oakland got to be really expensive really fast and things haven't caught up there are other facts though right. So, like, I sent y'all an article that talked about Pleasanton, which is a district not far from here, and they pay their teachers, I think on average, it's like 86000 a year or something like that. They get paid well. And they asked Pleasanton how they did it and what their advice was for Oakland. And they said, well, we got only a few schools. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all our schools, like, the average number of, of children in our schools is at least four or 500 more than what the average is in Oakland. So if you had 50 less schools, then you could pay teachers a lot more right? Like, I mean, it, that person answered the question and was just like, that's just simple math, right? But we have 86 schools for 36,000 students, and that number is continuing to dwindle. Now, a lot of people are also saying that, well, this is charter's fault. This is charter's fault, right? Well, it's not because, I mean, if it's charter fault now, whose fault was it 25 years ago? Whose fault was it 50 years ago? And uh, like, you know, this is Oakland, so people want to quote Huey Newton to you. And I pull out Huey's book, because on page one, of part 1 his first quote is basically about how bad Oakland public schools are like that's his first quote right and what he essentially did was he built in all essence the word just didn't exist at the time in this in this term but he built a charter school right like they built they didn't trust the education system of that government so i'm trying to give people facts but i think that there is a time and a place to do that and listen, the time to kind of scream facts at somebody ain't when they punching you in the face. (laughs) So I'm just saying, right? And I think that as somebody that lives here and as somebody that has seen this city go through a lot, right? Like, and has seen the loud moments and that loves a lot of people on the other side of this. Like, I had an argument with a friend of mine that I went to college with, that I've known for a long time, that I know does not work in education, but loves kids. And they, you know, they told me back the lines that the union has put out there, like, almost verbatim, which tells me that there is a side that has told their story effectively and well, and they in the yell, like, they in the Yale mode right now. I mean, period. So you can go and scream facts right now if you want to. You know what I mean? You can scream facts in the burning church, or you can put the water out and get everybody out, and then you can, di- you can, you can dissect how the church caught on fire and what we're sure. moving forward.
1: Chris, question for you, because he makes an excellent point in terms of, like, how organized this has been and, like, this is running like a well-oiled machine. Absolutely. What what on our side can we do to try to circumnavigate this? Because this is happening everywhere. This is It's in West Virginia. It's in Oakland. It's in Denver. And, you know, I'm hearing a couple more states are about to pick it up. You know, this is about to pick up. What can we do, bro?
0: You know, I think the bottom line is there needs to be truth telling everywhere we go. We need to actually be having a couple of things happen in our favor, though. You need better relationships in all the cities that you work in. And right now the union specializes in relationships and education reformers specialize in the Air Force. You know, they bring in the Air Force, they drop leaflets from the sky, and they expect to change hearts and minds. And meanwhile, I tell people this all the time, the union picks up every one of those leaflets because they're on the ground with the Army, the Marines, the Special Forces, you know, (laughs) Six Sigma people, everything, you know, uh, um, lawyers, attorneys, marketing people. The stuff that they're doing right now that we just need to be real clear, they were losing for a long time. Like, Like reform took off. And, and, and actually, they were on the losing side. So they had a lot of time to think through the messages. And what they did one by one, I think, is unseat all of the major messages of education reform. Like one of the, the charter schools used to be about giving an alternative to students that were trapped in the inner city schools that were known. Everybody knew them to be bad. They turned that message around to call charter schools segregation academies, for instance. That's masterful. That, that, you you got to have respect for that. That's a work of art in communications land, right? They, they, they turned school choice, you know, what used to also be about uh, avenue for the poor to get out of like, you know, schools that are bad and get into schools that rich people go to or whatever. They turned that around also to be a thing around uh, segregation and ruining the district. They, they're just masterful at it. They had a long time of losing though. Charter schools expanded real fast in these areas. Choice programs expanded real fast. Um, school reformers for a long time were able to convince the public that the schools were failing. And now the public's not so sure. Testing, testing used to be one of those things like every civil rights lawsuit, probably that it was ever successful, the first thing they do is pull the test scores to show that there's inequities. And somehow these people have made testing even bad, knowing that every civil rights case requires testing, like to be Absolutely. able to, to, right, to prove your point, right? But They've been masterful now what i'm looking at right now is is this slide deck that went out and it's the it's the playbook for the oakland teachers union right the playbook is so clear that none of this is really about education it's all about jobs and positions the top three things that they want to talk about are privatization and a charter cap number one number two class size and number three, what they call student supports, but it really is just a call for more jobs librarians, um, counselors, nurses, whatever. Basically, a, a stronger, more people in the union. And I just want to say this last part, because there's a slide here that wants to talk about train people. What should we be telling the public? What are the messages we should be sending them? They have four. They want to talk about white supremacy, neoliberalism, hetero patriarchy, and the role of public education, and capitalism. This Mm -hmm. is their game plan, right? These are all market-tested themes for them to hit on.
2: And I thought privatizers were the people that were only doing market testing and stuff like that, Chris.
0: Exactly, like you would think it's a very business thing to do. Like if you're a market-based person, you hire market-based firms, but they've hired their firms. These are the four things that they know that if if they hit on these messages, especially in progressive cities. Right. Because conservative cities don't give a crap about most of these things and and, and actually they have better outcomes. But it's progressive cities that are this stupid that would fall for this kind of hook. White supremacy, public schools are in decay because of white supremacy. That's one of their messages. Uh, neoliberalism involves redistributing public goods uh uh to private controls. That's another one of them. Um the hetero patriarchy, the reason that we hate teachers is cause they're feminized, because they're women, right? Uh, for, you know, never mind they're white women mostly, but they're women, and that's why we hate them. And then the last one, you know, the role of public education and capitalism. This is all capitalism. Billionaires wanting to take over. I don't have a clear answer for you, Ray, except to say people have to go back to the, the, the central—have to centralize children in this debate again. It's the reason I always go back to the 8 million. It's the reason I always try to put back in your mind that there are children in Oakland that are never going to get a job. Mm-hmm. It when not work. I mean, I even
2: say, you know, people try to bring this down to be about test scores and look, I don't, whatever. It's not about test scores. In my dissertation, I did a study, and I used three three black men that got doctor degrees now, but I need to use I needed to use pseudonyms for them. So I chose three of my friends that are no longer here, and one that's going to be in jail probably for the rest of his life. Like the consequence isn't just test scores or who finishes colleges, right? Like, the consequence is that some of these kids will die. Some of them will be dead. They will not be here. And the the point that I was making in my dissertation was that the three young men that have passed away or, or will be in jail for the rest of their life versus the three doctors is that there are not very many things that separate them. One of the big things that separated all six of them, the three and the three, was that the ones that um, all are doctors now, their parents exercise choice, which is a really interesting finding. And so I think, you know, as somebody who does live here, like, and I do love this city, I think, like, I agree with you. I think that people want to be trusting. I think that people want to trust their teachers. I think people want to, and I think teachers want to trust their union. And like that's why i'm i'm really hesitant about some of the language that you use because you know i think if i was a kid again and it was, if i was like 12 13 14 years old and i was engaged in the way that these folks have been engaging students i probably would be out there too you know what i mean like if i like if i feel like this thing is evil and we just haven't been telling these stories in the right way and chris i think that you are one of my favorite people for a few reasons i'm mean, just we just going to have us a real moment i think that you the way that you articulate your argument, I think that you have been through so many wars. I think that the way of you've been ostracized and, and publicized and articles written about you and threats and all that stuff. And I think that you just at this place where it's just like, I'm, I'm ready to burn it all down. There's other people, there's dirt, right? There's David Castillo, who's out here doing some amazing work, right? And like, I see the toll that it's taken on them. But I think that the majority of people are not like that. I think the majority of people are not willing to risk it all. I think that the majority of folks you know, I think this is really tough. I think that you are the person that will run out there by yourself against a wall full of bullets. And I think you okay dying on that post. And I don't know if everybody is. And I'm trying to figure out that once this part is over and, this, and, and people can hear again, and we can like, actually, I can refocus you on what the actual numbers are. This year, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, that now I think that we can engage in a different type of conversation. I don't know yeah, if everybody yeah, can be yeah. a kamikaze warrior like you, Sam.
0: For the, for the record, I'm not okay with dying. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for the record, I, I just want to put this I mean, out there. I'm, I mean, I'm deep in this, but I ain't that deep in it. I mean, this, publicly, this is what right? I love. I love actually, like, like, this is why like I think you and I are so close. Because I love looking at other people who beat the odds and who are well behind me and are actually have already outpaced me in what, in what you all are doing right? So the fact that you are t- sitting here talking about your dissertation, right, to me is a triumph over history. It's a triumph over white supremacy and history and everything else. So I look at you all as, as the thing that I want to see happen for everybody else, right? And I think how willing you are willing to get into these debates and these fights has to do with how bad you think the problem actually is, like how real you actually think it is. If, it's, if, it's, if you don't really think it's life and death then you're not really that agitated by it, right? You just think it's like play stuff, like politics. But if you wanted impractical people who understand that getting a job requires a few things and then if you don't get a job, you don't have income and if you don't have income, you don't have a house and if you don't have a house, you don't have a car and you don't have transportation and if you don't have any of those things, chances are that you have a strong family is like nil, like close to nil. And if you don't have a family, you know it opens up all kinds of other health consequences and life consequences, right? So basically it's death. Right. right? It is life and death, right? For a lot of people. I actually feel like folks get lost in that, right? And, and they, it, it may be easier to, and, and Ray, what do you think about this, man? Like it's Oakland. So Charles is in Oakland. This is his home. We could talk like this and I can talk like this because I'm at a distance, right? I don't live in Oakland anymore, right? Yeah. Now, if this was going down in Minnesota, when I'm, back. I'm at, I ain't coming back to Oakland. <laughs> I'm not trying to go broke and on, crazy man. at the same time. Uh-uh. And, and listen, I look at them people in your streets and I look at these videos of your teachers and whatnot, and I think, thank God I'm not a progressive, because because it's the dumbest display i ever seen, and I can only say that because I'm not a progressive. If I was a progressive, I'd have to, like, I'd have to figure out what to do with those folks, but uh,
1: reevaluate your thinking on being a progressive.
0: I would, I would. I don't even know what progressive means. I just think it's like you smoked weed in college. That that's all I think being a progressive actually is. But but Ray, what do you think? Like, is this? Am I being callous because I'm not there? I think, in some respects, yes, because
1: you know we're 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 debating on teacher salaries and stuff, and you know you think that they are middle
0: class when they are underpaid. Regardless of whatever data, what, what research you pull out, they can barely. Okay, like... let's just stop for a second. Let's just stop for a second. Uh, California's median income is fifty nine nine. Um, that's that's non metro uh, median income. Uh, the teachers themselves, their 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 average salary is sixty three. So it's yeah, more. So we're talking about Oakland. We're talking about that's, Oakland. No, this is Oakland. This is Oakland. This is Oakland. Okay. Sixty three. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, yes. it's, 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 it's 63 in, 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 uh, uh, um, and, and in the same barrier with qualify in that area, what qualifies you as low income is 40 grand, right?
1: Okay. So Chris, knock with it one, one off. child, that's a family. And one. Not, Chris, say. knock, knock it off so, because so. you know it's that it's virtually impossible to live right. in Oakland with a salary of. Forty to six. Yes, like okay, let's, mean, just let's just stop. Let's just stop.
0: The average affordable monthly apartment in Oakland costs five eighty one. What are you looking at? You need it, to and where, where are you looking? <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at low income housing it's experts. Yeah, and, and it's on, on California. It's on Oakland,
2: California. Go double right. check. Low. Go double check one. Do two things. Go double check yeah. when that was published and two. That might be Section Eight numbers or something, fam. Like I promise you that that's not the average rent here in Oakland. I promise you. I would bet. I would know, but I'm just telling you. I'm I'm just that's wrong. So it's it's three thousand. So to answer your question, hell yeah, you are callous. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's just wrong, fam. But and that's the thing, man. Like I don't, I don't want us to get bogged down in like those type of facts, right? Like I I think, like this is all like our kids are not learning. They have not been learning. And to think that by just getting rid of charter schools and paying a little bit more money that kids will then start learning no. is not the right line of thinking.
1: That's a broken mm-hmm. paradigm. Um, money, feeding money to education is not going to fix the problem at all. It needs to be reworked from the bottom up. And so we need to start having conversations about how we're doing that and then that's how you'll get change. And so for me, in hearing you guys speak and doing uh, a, a little bit of research myself on Oakland, um, it, you know, it becomes abundantly clear to me that Oakland needs to shut down some of those schools. That's right. And they need to recalibrate uh, in terms of moving from the smaller learning communities that work when they worked, But nobody's talking about smaller learning communities anymore. We're talking about, you know, pooling those resources to get the most bang for our buck. To make sure that students have the resources that they need, they have the wraparound services, which I agree with. Even though you know they are ad- uh, additional uh, uh, union dues that are going to be collected from those positions, I still feel like the ratio for counselors and school therapists in and, in uh, and Black trauma-filled communities should be at about one to two hundred. So you know those th- those are arguments that I'm willing to hear, uh, and, and you know, of course, I'm, I'm always for teachers getting paid more. But at the end of the day, if you're paying a teacher more,
0: then you should be able to expect more from them, from them being paid more. Oh, okay, so just a question for both of y'all. Just a question for both of y'all. If everybody can agree that those things are what's necessary, how come they're not getting it? How, is it that the superintendents and the school boards – is, is, it, is, it, is it because the, the superintendent and the school boards are bad people who hate teachers and don't want to give kids what they want? No, it's called math. Oh. And it's called math, mathematics. Yeah, it's called okay. math. Yeah. yeah, and you don't learn much about that in public school, but keep going. Yeah.
2: There's a formula that folks follow, right? So no superintendent is sitting behind their desk with the, you know, the evil henchman fingers, right? Like talking about how can we not pay these people? The <laughs> issue is, is that we had an experiment a long time ago where people said we wanted to do small schools. Small schools means that we can get more personalized attention, this, that, and the third. And it's supposed to help um, with with access to education for poor kids, that experiment did not really work out as well. All the places that they went to, some schools did really well with it, some schools didn't. But the problem was is that those schools never closed. So you ballooned like what was. F- 40 or 50 schools to something like 80-something schools. And then charter schools started to come because parents... And that's another thing that we need to also like tell the truth about. Billionaires and millionaires did not bring charters to Oakland. It was families and parents in West Oakland that was pissed off at a horrible education system that demanded something better. And they got it. And guess what? That school actually did perform, right? And then other people wanted that, right? So like, let's be very honest about that piece. But now when you have... Schools that are half full, a quarter full, three, you know, one third full, then you can't and you got all these teachers for all these schools and all these personnels and bodies that need to be in there. You you just you don't have the money to also pay salaries and benefits and retirement. Like, it's OK, and so
0: matter. let me just stay there for a second, then stay there for a second. hmm. So it's not because the superintendents are evil people. No. It's not because the school board isn't intentionally trying to hurt children and hurt people. It's right. because the math and the economy is not working, right? right? And it's because you can't run half empty school buildings without it costing you money, right? That's what you're saying? Right. Okay. So why are the teachers in the streets screaming about billionaires and about um, they're fighting for kids against
2: some sort of evil system? Because, Chris, what's easier to say if I'm a leader... Trying to rile up teachers. Is it easier to say what I just said, or is it easier to say that millionaires don't give a damn about your kids? Well, it depends no, on no, what. No, you no, you. And, and yeah, I was about to say. Let's
0: not talk about easy. Let's talk about what's the right thing to do. Let's not talk about easy. What's the right thing? Conversations then. No, 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 no. It's the same conversation. The same conversation. Bro. Okay, saying, what's the because because first of all, we're talking about the workforce that we entrust with our children every day. So what's uh-huh. the right thing because these are like in some ways these are the moral leaders of our children, they, they uh, have, have our children all day long. So okay. they're supposed to be moral people. So what's the moral thing to do if you know it's true what you just said. I. I there's no yo, because so, you're hesitating
2: right now. I'm not you're hesitating. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to answer the question because I'm because I'm not what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna say that the. I don't want people you to feel attacked. Moral people. I'm just I telling. I want you,
1: you to feel attacked. I, 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 <laughs> I want you to feel like even though you don't agree with this this, this concept, I want you to feel like this is a safe space.
2: On, First off, safe space. Trigger. Yeah. We don't want to trigger you. I'm not triggered, bro. I'm not, I mean, but I'm gonna answer the question like you asked. Okay, me. go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. In the same way, it don't matter to me. But my point is that I'm what I'm making is, is that I'm not prepared to say that the majority of teachers don't care about kids or this, that, and the third. I that think- wasn't
0: the question. That wasn't what I said. That wasn't what I said. Why is that not the thing being told in the streets, right? Why are the teachers nope. in the streets saying something completely different than what you just said? You told me what the real is, but the reality of the situation is why
2: because aren't I, I moral think people that- telling the truth? Because I think that the majority of teachers are trying to teach in their classrooms. And I think that when there's a strike happening, you look towards your union leadership. And you just told me all the talking points. You don't uh, don't have your own mind, though? You don't don't have your own mind? mind? I mean, I'm just saying, if people got debriefed on this stuff and people are saying, here go the facts around that piece, and that's the only bit of information they're getting, oh, and at the same time, my paycheck is small, I don't feel appreciated, and these schools look terrible, then, yeah, maybe I am yeah, going to believe it. If you went, to college for, you went to
1: college for six years, you sitting on a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. In you education. Should yourself.
2: You should be able to think for yourself. I, right. I, I, I'm not saying, right. I, and I'm not saying that people are not thinking for themselves, man. I'm just giving you the facts. Like so then if they are thinking for themselves, then how are they not, how, how are they not Man, We're having a conversation of what should be and a conversation about what's happening. I'm in a place of talking to you about what's happening. I'm in a place of talking to you as somebody who lives down the street from where all this stuff went down. I'm not talking theoretically, man. I'm talking to somebody who like works in these schools and kind of sees these folks. And some Agreed. of these people work their butts off. Like some of them, some of them do. And if I'm that person and this is my opportunity to get more money and to get more resources, then maybe I'm not even asking all those other questions.
0: Okay. So you're talking, you're talking about the person who's at the ground level, but my question was around why are teachers in the streets, uh, arguing leadership? Well, listen, I'm asking, so when I say why are they in the streets arguing something completely different than what you just told us is the reality of the situation, I think one of the reasons they're in the streets, you've already answered this, one of the reasons they're in the streets arguing something different is because their leadership has told them something completely different, and they didn't validate it, they didn't gut check it or whatnot, and they're teachers, they're educators, and they're teaching other people, but they didn't have time to look up the facts of their employer in the city that they, that they live in, so let's just assume for a minute that that's, so you have a degree in education, and you don't know how to look things up, and you're just like working so hard that you don't have time to know what the reality is, and in a situation that affects your life and is germane to your city let's just say that that's true let's just say that part is true i'm still trying to get to the part where the leadership then of teachers knows what you said to be true, half-empty buildings. It's mm-hmm. not because the board or the superintendent are evil people who want to hurt children and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the messages that they're sending through is that this board has been bought and sold by mm-hmm. billionaires. Right. The superintendent don't get it because he was broad or something like that. He's been bought and sold. Well, it's it's a different it
2: superintendent sold. now who's from Oakland,
0: but yeah. The, the messages are not that, that, that these are good people to work with. The messages are these are people, these are actually bad people to work with, right? So, 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 I mean, if you can't expect the leadership of teachers to be good partners in figuring these things out, I don't know what you can. if you can get to what you were saying earlier about you hope when all of this is done, we could get back to talking right.
2: about children. How can I'm, you ever get to that? Well, I don't I mean, think that's ever been talked about. I'm gonna answer your question. I think exactly. I, I think that's you know that's that's gonna be a task, and I might not last through that task. I'm gonna keep it real with you, right? Like I might not last in that city, right? Like because I don't think people really want to hear that. But the question that you just raised, I mean, I've talked to you about my doctoral experience a bunch of times Chris like I've showed you what our syllabi look like I've showed you the articles that we're reading I showed you like what Julian is written like I've like I I showed you like what happens when I actually push back I showed you the class where I got a lower grade in a dissertation in a doctoral program because I asked different sets of questions and then buy into this whole privatization thing like so it's easy because if I want to go out there and find and have confirmation bias and find research and data, that feeds my argument, I can. I can go find an article right now that says that charters are the whole reason for all your problems. I can go find an article right now that says charters are not actually having an impact in Oakland. And then I can also show you what I sent you all last week, which showed you every single high school serving black kids, how many people that they had and how many actually graduated A through G. And I can show you that those charters graduated their black kids, say for one school above 90% A through G ready. And where the OUSD traditional schools graduated their black kids under 44%. through g ready and then what people will then point to as well those people creamed or those people did this or those people did that so like there's it's easy like if if i'm trying to validate it with data like i've learned the one thing i have learned in my path to becoming a doctor and ray can probably attest to this or not surfing data you can probably say a lot of different things
0: absolutely yeah yeah. i've learned that that about i've learned that that about Studies, research studies. You can give me this study. Someone else can give me another study. Absolutely, there's always there's
1: always an adverse argument in terms of
0: like you know who's for and who's against. But but I like to try and keep it simple, and I keep want to keep, keep going back to this, and maybe I'm just gonna have to leave it alone. If you're just being common sense people, right? Like none of this fancy stuff, fancy talk. Just common sense. Common sense is you're lying to us. You're lying to us. Your facilities are half empty. That costs money. You can't run a school district like that. Why you? Why you talk about all this other stuff? It's Bro, just so it's lies. To, to to give my answer to this question, I think that
1: you know the whole district needs to consolidate. Uh, it needs to take from uh, about go from about eighty six schools to about fifty schools. Let's, let's let's say fifty. I was gonna say half, but let's say fifty.
2: You know. I mean the, the plan is the plan the, 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 with the FCAT that that. What the financial report said is that we need to close about 24 schools.
1: okay so I'm right, I didn't read that report. I'm just giving you my theory and then all of those teachers all of those teachers need to reapply for their jobs right And so you know it's gonna it's gonna be a
0: massive exodus in terms of like people that are not wait a speak. second now that wouldn't be fair. Why wouldn't that be fair? See now, I gotta stick up for teachers in this one. See, you right. gonna put me in a bad situation. That so, would be fair. So, wait, at all.
1: so wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So, so what? What do you want to do? You want to do the? You want to do the, the the last,
1: the first one, and last one out? I you no, don't I'm not saying. That. Wanna do that.
0: I'm, not say, I'm not saying that either. But if you just close schools and make everybody, what about the 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 teachers that were great in that pool? You mean the one, the school teachers who don't in a school that doesn't close, they don't have to reapply for their job?
1: No, 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 no. That's because you know because you know that'll system. be all the nice schools, all the I'm nice. Saying a, I'm saying the whole system. I'm saying the whole every oh, okay. teacher every teacher every school. Okay,
0: okay, all right. should have to
1: reapply. So That's therefore, right. therefore, when you're when you when you're when you're when you're, when you're, employed, when you're uh, getting these teachers for these these fifty schools, you're getting the best teachers.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that's not going to happen. And, I, and and not only would that not happen. Chris, you, you look like you disagree with this. Let's talk about it. I, I actually, like, I don't know. You
0: This one makes me feel kind of weird. Because if I was a great teacher and you made me reapply for my job, I'd go to the suburbs. I'd go somewhere else. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd apply I, somewhere I, else. I would easily go somewhere else. And, and it wouldn't I be. Would. Uh, no,
2: the only reason I would stay is if I wasn't very good. If but, I wasn't very good, I would stay. I'd reapply for my but, job. But y'all got to understand. And again, for the lay person that's listening to this podcast, right, and it's okay if you don't know all this stuff we're talking about, regardless of what these people That's say. true. That's it's true. Still, like, like but for mm-hmm. the layperson, teachers also get choice. So the longer that you stay, the yeah. longer that you are a teacher and you have success, you yeah. actually get a choice in the school that you teach in. So what happens is somebody might've been teaching and killing it for five, six, seven years. And then they're like, you know what? And I want to do the next Seventeen years in the hills, and so, that's where I'm going to go, and that's where I'm going to be in the rich hills, right? That's what you mean by right. yeah. Also, so, but
1: then also right. you got to you got to remember, you know, the union would have to sign, sign off on such a plan, and that union is never going to sign off so, on so, that so, I'm
2: talking about. So. But here, but also here's the thing for other for other lay people, yeah. and I learned this because I'm a basketball fan, and the NBA basketball you said players, you are a fan is nothing. The, 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 the union has nothing to do with how the fan feels, right? So when Tim Dun- when, when, when the Spurs want to sit their best players, they, they teach, the players' union's job is not to make sure fans are entertained. It is to protect the interests of those players that's trying to prolong their, their, their time. I think that the, the mistake that the common person makes is thinking that the union is responsible for making sure your kid gets educated, and they're mm-hmm. not. That's not what a union does. A union represents its body of constituents to make sure that they have the best and are treated a certain type of way if certain things happen. That is why Chris Stewart, if you look down his page, he has a bunch of articles where a teacher may be accused of sexual assault or has gotten fired or whatever. The union's job is not to check his record of how well he's taught students. It is to offer him or her representation so they can retain their job or be in good standing. So I think- like I agree with you. Public, I, agree. I don't union. like how you use no, I know, I know you agree, but what I'm saying is that the general public does not necessarily know like that the union's job is not the well-being of students, it is the well-being of teachers. So who's, whose job is it for the well-being of students? Let's start there. Right? The
0: so that's an excellent that that is parents. an excellent question. You said parents. So I then parents yeah. and I would hope teachers, but parents for sure. So, no for sure.
1: so then yeah. so then why are parents why are parents so demonized when when they, they go up against unions or they go up against Absolutely. teachers and they wanna talk about you know the safety of their kids and their kids not being
2: molested yeah. Yeah, or their kids not being that's you know, the conversation we should be having. That's the conversation, right? And that's why So we have somebody on this show that represents what's called a parents' union. What does a student and parent union look like? And I think I would urge every single city to have one because if that's the case, like if when parents and students kind of realize that there is nobody that is actually their job is to protect and to nourish and to make sure their well-being is taken care of. Then that's what you're gonna have happen. And what used to be that, and I think Chris can attest to this, is that that's why we get so upset with like the Urban League or the NAACP or like the Black Church or whomever, because they used to be watchdogs over things like this, right? So mm-hmm. I just I just showed that data that I showed y'all to the NAACP about what black what black college ready numbers look. Like. Their job, what it used to be in the heyday, and I say this as a lifetime member, and Chris is a lifetime member as well. Ray, I don't know if you are. So uh, so why would you – wait. Your job. I'm just and telling
0: I, and you. And I just want to be real. The NAACP has always been a, a teacher's organization. Yes. Well, it was actually, founded on that premise. It was founded on – and, and, you know, I was just talking about this earlier today. There used to be a law that teachers could not join the NAACP. I don't know if people know that. You know and that. One, it, you did know that or didn't? there was yeah there actually were state laws that said uh, teachers couldn't join them and there was fear that the NAACP was a communist group and breaking down those laws became one of the ways in which uh black teachers were organized in the first place the NAACP organized black teachers and they all became members so the membership of the NAACP grew exponentially because of teachers and to this very day teachers unions um, take union dues, take take membership dues for the NAACP right out of teachers' paychecks, right? Not everywhere, but in some places. So, so it doesn't surprise me that the NAACP would take a different role uh, or different shot at this.
2: But what does yeah, but surprise no, but me? but no, but they didn't though. But to, But to be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. In Oakland's, yeah, an for Oakland's for sure. local sure. chapter has always kind of did their own thing. So, like again. I will send y'all the article where Oakland in the last like was actually focused. The Oakland NAACP was focused on black outcomes. I will and, and right now Oakland is, Oakland NAACP is trying to focus on black outcomes. That puts them in opposition to the state position and potentially the national position. Uh-huh. Yep. But I want to like say that because you kudo, think that there's a, a you think there's a, a misunderstanding about it. I don't think there's a misunderstanding. I think that like you just said, right? Like when you asked the question of who, who feels responsible uh, for the well-being of black kids, I think that listen, all these programs, right? Like all these organizations, like there's an the organizational mind, but then there's also like people that run these p- things. Right. And right. I do, I, I know the people in the open NAACP and I do, they, I think they do have a natural conviction around this stuff. Like they stood by, uh, You know, by Antoine during his his tenure, right? Because he was trying to do things. That's true. I remember that. They, they they came out against the, the, the charter moratorium. Yeah, but you know what? This thing like,
0: with... with did, I'm it, just
2: saying, Oakland did that. Oakland NAACP did that. And I they just want But
0: right now, right now, Jamoke's face is on some of these teacher right. signs. That to me, like somebody should be coming out being like, you're not going to demonize this sister right. like this because right. she disagrees with you and she sits on the board. This is a mother. This is like an Oakland native. This is somebody who's real. She's not paid off by anybody. Yeah. Anybody yeah. knows Jamo. Anybody knows her knows she's a regular person. She's a just a regular person uh, uh, and a beautiful person at that. Um, just you know, one last question. All of this sounds like a lot of work. Do y'all think that honestly, like, we should just be working as hard, or should we just pull our kids out? Because honestly, I think it's time to give up on these type of school systems. That everybody looks like clowns. They're but they're, they're in the streets. They, they I don't know that they should even be with children. Honestly, I mean, it looks kind of stupid actually to hand your children over to these people in this system that right. got all these problems.
2: Shouldn't people just leave? I mean, I think it's, I think some people can, I think some people can't. And, you know, I'm answering y'all, y'all know the, the story of like my moms and stuff, right? Like, like my mother tried, man. Like my mother was like, yo, I want him to go to Berkeley high. And my mother had a record and she was informed that if she got caught using a different address, like she would go back to jail like that's like my mother did not know how to like navigate this stuff and i think what charters have represented in this city for black and brown people is a way out that one can like afford right cuz oakland has a lot of great private schools too right like i mean we got some amazing private schools like in and both in and around the city but everybody can't afford to do that and so do y'all have any type of like scholarship aid in California? So, there's some, but you yeah. got to still You still got to know how to navigate, right? You still yeah. got to know who to go to for that stuff. And I actually think that there's also Oakland does have a huge sense of pride, man. Like, you know, it means something to say, I went to school in Oakland here. Like it, it, it like if you want to run for office here or something like that, like people are going to ask you like, what school did you go to? Like, where are you from? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that those things actually matter to people. And you know, the argument that some people will that will actually make, right, is that for some, it's academic achievement, right? But there are other things that our schools actually do offer that a lot of places don't get. So, for instance, for Oakland to be so small, we really do produce like a huge percentage of professional athletes compared to the rest of the nation, right? What's the matter? We, with, I, who cares about that if they can't I'm, read? You, hold on, fam, like, (laughs) hold on, like, I'm just telling you, like, first off, let's just keep it a whole band, right, there are some folks that, like, like, I wanted to go to college, like, that's what I wanted to do, but I do have, like, friends who play professional ball, who play professional ball now, and, like, their parents put them on a track early on, like, that's what they were gonna do, right, so, Going to McClimans, if you want to play professional ball, like football, is a really good idea, right? Going to Tech, if you want to play basketball, is a really good idea. Um, I think that, like, now we're talking about, this is what I can't do. If I'm going to say that I care about parent choice and where you decide to send your kid, when you make a decision that I wouldn't make, I can't then disparage you from making a choice, right? Those people made choices knowing that stuff. Like, that's the part where I think all this stuff gets hairy, so, And I just want to
0: say behind my question is that, that we're talking about conscious black people, right? Like, I, I think sometimes when we talk about black people, we always go to the worst of the worst right. or the least capable or the ones that don't have nothing. They ain't got no shoes. They got no feet. They were born without feet. They don't have knuckles. They don't have no knuckles on, on their hands. Uh, you know, they, they're missing follicles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thinking y'all got some conscious black people. Who mean it, maybe not rich, but do have some avenues, yeah, and can
2: move in some ways. Like you know, uh, all across the country, black and folks they, are making and they, moves. And, they, and let's black be clear, Chris, they making choices, brother. Like, yeah. like, listen, man, the, the the black folks here that have that access or that that capital, that social capital and financial capital, have made the choices that they want to make, and some of them is are not about to like jump into the fray of some foolishness, man. Like some of them is like watching that's this fair. stuff. That's a fair point. And, just being, and, and they kids is like, "Hey, right. mommy, are we are we gonna join the picket lines?" Like, no, you are taking y'all ass to school on Monday. That's the school that's not <laughs> the, char- that's the school that's not picketing, right? Right. Like, I mean, we can have these kind of conversations, man. Like all the time that we want, right? But it's like as soon, all it takes is one or two questions below the surface. And all that stuff starts to unravel. You feel me? So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what I am, and I want to say this because I know some people don't listen to all of our podcasts. I know that, like, when Chris picks the name of the podcast, like, some people are already, like, (laughs) 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 Like, that's what happens. (laughs) So I just want to say this. If you make it to this point in the podcast, what I want to make sure is, like, once this, I understand what the role of a union is. I understand that war tactics. I'm not this ain't this ain't me saying whether I like or agree with something. This is just simply me saying I understand that folks are using war tactics and, and that's just where we are. And at the end of this, the person that runs a union is a brother. I still want to meet with that brother. I really want I want to meet with him and I just want to understand. You should get him on this show, bro. I would like to. And if I have to, I'll do an interview with him just by himself because You negroes are crazy. But I see see why I gotta be white. Wait, wait now. Why why, why, does that gotta be all the disparaging stuff you done said about my city? I threw out one crazy and y'all get sensitive. Let me can I finish that? y'all. Well, and I'm just telling the truth
0: about your city. I'm not I'm I'm not lying about your
2: city. What I'm saying is, but I but I I do. I think I, I wanna hear his story. I wanna hear how as a brother, like that started as a teacher and how he rose up through power. Like, and I really want to understand from his perspective, you know, and I want to ask him other questions. I do want to ask him, however this strike goes, right? At what point does he feel that things will get better for black kids in this city? And I, and I, and I want to have a conversation around that. And I'm willing, if, if, if he tells me, like just the thing, I'm willing to work with anybody here that shows me that they actually want to see black and brown kids do better. Um, I'll host an event for him. I'll I'll do whatever I need to do if that's going to mm-hmm. ultimately lead to these numbers getting better. And well, that's just, what you got to do, I, man. You I, do I will. What you I, do. I, yeah. I, I will. I will work with whoever. I don't care, right? Like, because it's not about me. But I mean, my thing is like, because they're supposed part of this deal is that they're supposed to be building some type of accountability model, right? So it's like you're allowing these folks that you want to hold accountable to build their own accountability model, like. That's like almost letting. Are y'all, did, did, are y'all Pablo Escobar fans? Like, did y'all like fans of of the story? What, what, what? So you
0: you
1: expecting Remember me to Pablo, be a fan of a drug dealer,
0: right?
2: That's Who that's, kills I'm people, this, the murderer. I'm you are about, from Oakland, bro. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, Felix. Hey, man, Felix yeah. Mitchell was one of the biggest heroes Oakland has ever seen. You should do some research on him. But
0: no, we should not. No, gonna... we should not. And you know, I want to scrub that exactly from
2: anybody listening. Do. Get that out your ears. I'm just, you should. You should. You should. You should do research on him. I'm just telling you who he is. But moving on. No, it's not moving on. Like, because it's a fact. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, it's like it's almost like when when when. Pablo negotiated his own arrest and he built the jail that he was gonna be in. Like that's almost how I see like (laughs) the people you're trying to hold accountable being able to build their own accountability system. But I'm interested to see. Who who are those people who who are doing that? The teachers are doing that The superintendent? so So part of this package that I'm hearing, right? Part of the negotiation package is how are how are we gonna hold teachers accountable? and mm-hmm. the union is supposed to be bringing something to the table. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Listen, but, but, but listen, even if they bring it to the table, even if they bring it to the table, that's
0: just a starting point. I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear what it is. That's want... a starting point. Start I know. know what it is. I can tell you. I've seen this movie before. It's some bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I know <laughs> what it is. I've seen this more this movie before. Don't go in that room. Because <laughs> you know what you're going to come out with? You're going to come out with peer assistance review. Mm-hmm. And all that is is a trick that that tricks districts into a system that you can never fire a teacher
2: that well, that's what like i said the, the, and and just and like I, and i'll shut up for the rest of the episode but like i have none i don't know this brother that runs the union i've never had a chance like we met once All right, you talk to him you but, get but, him but you just said you just love him. I, I, this is what i have to say i'm saying this cuz whoever makes it to the end of this podcast uh, <laughs> i want to his story <laughs> i i don't have anything disparaging to say about him and i'm willing to work with him uh, around some stuff if there's a way that I can be helpful because again, it ain't about me, it ain't about the eight black hands, it ain't about Ray, Chris, or the union president, right? Ultimately it's about the educational status of our young people. Really? And so I just wanna I just wanna put that out there. I'm not gonna disparage that black man who wrote Okay, don't, the don't in no. a white organization.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, let him let him do his thing. Let him eat babies and do whatever he wants. So let's can't not hold him that. accountable. Let's not hold him accountable for nothing because he's yo, black. you he's look, black. You can't so, say that. You you're trying to work with him. We can say try to try to work to work him. I, from a distance. All I hear is he's black, so he can get away with murder. But anyways, I so say so, so, so murder, I said, but I'm gonna listen. I'll listen to you. I will listen yeah. to you, black. Yeah. I would. I'll listen you, to you. Wait, I'll listen to the screams of the minds of black children dying in classrooms. Yeah, I hear them. So Ray you know the last thing i hate to give you this question as a last thing but i saw a video of a teacher <laughs> i saw a video of a teacher at a rally who was really just like uh, she was loud and aggressive and she was from a charter school and she was basically saying we have to realize that we're part of the billionaires plan too and to say that it, that's un- unacceptable you
2: you lead a charter school what what, what's that? Yeah, that's if true. She if she feel she like that, quit. she can quit. She there is an at-will policy in charter schools here, and you it's at-will on both sides. That's and so
0: real. Yeah. That is so real. And then she did. Really
2: if you feel she that, she needed help to quit. Yeah. If you can quit, I mean, like if you want to listen, if you feel that strongly about it, and you that's feel true. that in that's your school, and you're like, not just high side, you're not just fronting for yeah. the microphone. Like if you, yeah. like if you, she wasn't even questioning from what I'm hearing you say, right? She wasn't even like, man, I'm weighing these two things. She was like, I. I'm part of billionaire's plan. Well, if that's He was it.
0: saying all of us who work at charter schools need to understand that it's unacceptable for us to be part of the plan. And, and I like what you said now I'm going to ask Ray this, but if it was me the next day when she would come into school, I'd be like, you know how you come here every day. How about if you don't do that anymore? Right. How about if you do that, except you do it like
2: somewhere not here. Actually, like, like maybe, Ray, I don't, I don't I don't I don't as Ray's legal counsel in this moment. <laughs> Ray, I don't, I don't answer it. Don't let your
1: mouth get you in trouble, right? My <laughs> mouth will not my, my mouth will not get me in trouble, bro. Okay. So all my right. school my school is a unionized charter school, one of okay. the very few in the country. Okay. Um I'm sorry, bro. I'm something. sorry about that. O- hopefully it stays that way in terms of like it being very few in the country. Right. Um right. I feel bad for you. Okay. So I'm going to I'm not going to plead the fifth though. I'm not going to run away from this question. I I think that like I, I think you have a, a enemy of the state when you when you talk about a person like this, a person that will go on record to to then say you know, the things that this person said. And so I I just don't, I don't, I don't, first of all, I would love to see the reaction of the colleagues that are actually bought into the charter school movement Mm -hmm. and are Mm -hmm. at the school for a totally different reason than what she is. I think that that, that within itself is going to put pressure on her to, to feel uncomfortable, to not want to be there. So it wouldn't be anything that a principal or a school leader would have to do. Her colleagues are going to get her out of there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really funny, and this is going to sound bad, and I know people listening are just going to be like, that's Chris again. But yep. oftentimes, it's the it's the worst teacher in your building who's the one who wants to get out front like that and grab the mic. This is all <laughs> Chris. <laughs> all know, I'm, I'm serious. Can. Like It's because true. That, that woman
1: yeah.
2: could be proficient. She could be proficient in stupidity. She might be proficient in stupidity. I don't know how well that person teaches or whatever. And I'm not, like listen, all I'm saying is, just to answer that question, and this ain't even me saying if I would fire somebody what I'm saying right, it, right. if that is the level of conviction that you own at that particular moment, you have every single right to say, I am tendering my resignation, yes. and this is what's happening. That's or, and, I, and just because I don't want to sound like an elitist, I understand people got bills to pay. With the district that you want to be on the side of so bad, we don't have a whole bunch of teachers. We have vacancies. You can start to apply right now for OUSD jobs.
1: And Just I will write you a letter of reference. In,
0: in,
2: in. <laughs> you won't
0: need one. You're going all to the, OSG, uh, the OUSD. You don't need guys, a letter so of
1: reference. It's, it's, I'm it's, not even going to type it. I'm going to write it in cursive.
2: All, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that if, if that person, if, listen, if I felt that this podcast was burning my soul, <laughs> right, like if I handle <laughs> being on it, you know what I would do? I just wouldn't quit. show up when we record. You like, do it, quit. You gotta, right? That's I would just right. quit. Right? It's not even like you not well, even. In-
0: what's wrong? What's wrong with me saying then? Like, you know, you know how you come here. How
2: mm-hmm. about if you don't do that anymore? I mean, I, I think, I think because because yeah. I think I think as an as an MPA person, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm MPA. Saying, my public administration, right? Like it's, oh, okay. it's HR rules, right?
0: Oh, like, master, master of public administration. Yeah, you know what that yeah, for? Okay.
2: yeah. And we, we had to, and I had to do a whole God, bunch of HR titles. Freaking process. title. Go with your bad self. Go with oh, your bad self, man. Okay. Do that thing. Do oh, that thing. HR titles, right? Right, but, right, Like all this HR work, right? So in that HR stuff, like basically, I don't want to, if, if those are your personal opinions and they don't interfere with your uh, day-to-day job performance. But they do you have to prove that in a court of law. And that's very, very difficult to prove. I'm just letting you know. I, so I'm just gonna say this one last thing and I'm gonna ask you all for a
0: quick, uh, with a quick final thought from each of you. But uh-huh. but my, the last thing I'll say about this is I don't know when we got to the part where workers could demean their employers publicly and think that there should be no it consequences, consequences that. for that, right? Like that. like in my entire life, that actually like is is like working one on one. It's that. like in your contract. It's in your contract. There are like, like, you can definitely do that. But, I mean, it's like occupational one-on-one. Like, you're going to go out and convince the public that the place you work for is terrible. And that's going to be a long-term occupational strategy. That don't make any sense to me. Yeah, you man, you, was, just,
2: you ain't ever seen nobody. Complain about working for the, for the post office or working for the DMV? It happens I'm all start,
0: Well, and I'm starting to see it, like, with Amazon, because, you know, unions are yeah. trying to organize their workers. Absolutely. And the workers like, oh, my
2: God, they don't give me water and at all. Ever. I'm so thirsty. And um, you know, thirsty and... and, and- right. Chris, when it's a government entity... That's right. They are protected. They have some of the strongest protections of yes. anyone. Now, charter schools, that's debatable because that's not ran by the, loc- by the locality of, of the government. So right. you can do, you you know what I'm saying, which is part of the, that's why they're trying to unionize. But for government agencies, you are definitely, you have huge protections.
0: All right. So, yeah, final the, thought, which is bullet thought. Quick final thought from each of you. Ray, you can go ahead. My final thought is that
1: we really need to jump on this consolidation plan for these schools. Uh, I'm looking at 50. And then my other final thought is this brother that is the union head for Oakland Public Schools. I would love for Charles to sit down and have a conversation with this person. Why well, gotta be Charles? After, yeah, because I wanna I wanna duff him.
0: Okay. So. Right.
1: so uh yeah, after I'm Charles, after, right there, so, yeah. after Charles has his one-on-one conversation with him, I would then like to have a
2: one-on-one square up, shoot the five. All right, bro. So, so again, like I, like it, it I'm, and I, and I really mean this. I really want to have a meeting with that brother. I really I like. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that negativity and that heat towards you, fam. I really want to, like, bro. You can't. If you really want me to have a, a a a meeting with him, bro, you can't. You can't add that stuff at the end of it, fam. I'm just telling you, like, that just. That that, that sounds like we we just kinda I mean I mean it when I say I want to meet him. My, my my quick thought um is I think this is a really tough, tough time for my city and it's hard to watch because I don't think that is gonna really actually play out into the best uh, set of circumstances for students, regardless of how it goes. But what I am hoping is that after this moment, we can kind of come back together as a city and we can actually start to focus on what the cold hard facts are of this city. Is that if you are black, brown, Southeast Asian, and or poor living in poverty, Educational outcomes have not been good for you, but not the last 10, not the last 20, not the last 30, not the last 40, not even the last 50, but more than 60 years, right? And if we can start to have that conversation, and now all you parents that, that supported your teachers, all you students that supported your teachers as best as you could and you were there for them, now you get to ask everybody else to now be there for you. I think you've built up that political capital and i think that it's the opportunity for us to have a new conversation that i i would love to help usher in
0: well i love the fact that we have had more riveting conversation my final thought quick thought is you know building on what you just said i don't think it's a tough time for oakland i think it's a tough time for the underclass children of oakland and i don't think it's a tough time just for them because i don't think oakland is special. I think this exact same playbook played out in Los Angeles. It's playing out in Denver. It's playing out in West Virginia. It's playing out in Austin. It's playing out in Seattle. Everywhere where you have rich, white, progressive people who have taken over a city, you have terrible educational outcomes. And they don't want to talk about it. And what they want to talk about instead is all of this college-level nonsense about neoliberalism and all this other stuff. They don't want to get down to the brass tacks of the underclass in their cities, basically having their lives ruined in the classrooms that they're in. I actually am glad that I'm not a progressive. So my final thought is I think black people and people of color should reconsider their friends, reconsider their allies, because these ain't them. Your teachers are not your friends. Um, And as much as people are going to give me a hard time after they listen to this and they're going to come at me and they're going to be like, oh, my God, my aunt's a teacher, my uncle's a teacher, blah, 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 blah. I feel the same way about teachers I feel about police officers. Yes, some of them are good. Some of them help you. Some of them serve you. Yes, there's some good judges. Yes, there's some good teachers. Yes, there's some good everything. But the system is rigged against you. Let's not be stupid. Like Malcolm X told you not to be bamboozled, not to be hoodwinked. And I feel like that's who we are. Bro, you looked like you had one last thought. Yo, bro. I do have a thought, man. Okay, show you one last thought. You sent out a tweet, man,
1: and it was like one of the most powerful tweets that I've seen you send out. I think it might have had over two hundred likes. You were recently somewhere to where you witnessed a classroom, and you were like the the teaching was flawless. And 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 then I sent a follow up tweet was like, you know, imagine how that would be, and if if every kid was able to
0: to have that in a classroom, what did you experience? Oh man! So now, now you can open this up. I'll try and do this quick. I was in Nashville. I visited a school, and um, they said, you know, we want to like show you a math class and show you a different class. I forgot what they were. I think I saw a science class and a math class. In the math class, the the teacher in that was an assistant principal who stepped down to go back in the classroom and teach because he's a mathematician and they were they were suffering in math. So he decided, I'm just going to go teach, <laughs> right? Like he took over a math classroom. I walk in. He had such a, a command of the, the, um, of the material, and the, he had set the context in the room where every student was building on the other student's knowledge, and the problem was getting solved one by one, c- class member by class member, and it was a very complex problem they were working on, and they were just spitting out the facts level by level, and he was leading them somewhere that he didn't see, but he got them there he got him to the end of this very complex math thing and i'm sitting in the back of the classroom going god man this look at this dude having their having their full attention everybody was engaged they were helping each other they were they were getting answers one by one and building a bigger thing out of it and i could just see not being a teacher myself i could just see that he was using multiple strategies like he had multiple things going on. There were cues, there were prompts, there were like, and it was almost effortless. And I visited a lot of classrooms and I've never seen this much order. And especially in math, like higher level math, I've never seen this much rigor and order. Uh, the second thing this week was I had my teacher conferences and one of my kids has a teacher who is such a monster at like uh, um, metacognition, pedagogy, um, um, setting the context, context for, for learning and understanding what strategies are used for what, and then being able to explain those to me, a lay person, as a parent. So when we sat down like, um, and talked about reading, for instance, um, she blew my mind with how much she was translating to me and I was understanding, right? I could tell, like, we have, I got multiple kids. We've been through a lot of teachers and we got a lot more in the, in the pipeline. I've learned a thing or two about knowing when you see one that's really just got it. And she has got it. She's a monster in that classroom. And my daughter um, models her at home. So I will be out of the room. I'll come back in. My daughter will have cut up hundreds of pieces of paper and written things on them. And then she's got all her dolls lined up and she's modeling her teacher. She's acting just like her teacher. and She's teaching her dolls or whatnot. And I can see it just so clearly it's having an impact. This is one of the we we have this every so often. We have a teacher like this ever so often. This is one of those monster teachers. And we just need more of them. Anyways, you made me say something nice about teachers. <laughs> See? See, you made me say something nice about teachers. And it's true that I have lots of respect. Yeah, you for like certain teachers. teachers. Like it's it's okay, really. No, he likes, like he likes good teachers, not certain teachers. He likes good teachers.
2: Whatever. You like, I mean, it's that's okay to like good teachers, right? Like what yeah. the this is what I don't think this teachers know. This not an know. anti-teacher show. I just it's not. That
0: this, is, this is what teachers, I, I don't think that they know. I don't think teachers know that, like, when they try and act like all teachers are the same and that all teachers are created equal, especially like if you're me and you have multiple kids and you've been through a lot of teachers, I don't think that they know that parents are smart enough to know when they have a teacher that's not as good as another one, right? I don't think that my neighbors know to ask for certain teachers. They know to get their kids out of certain teachers' classrooms, as a matter of fact. It's not because everybody's ignorant. It it, it is because people can tell the difference, right? So I know y'all can because you're in education, but parents can too. You don't always have to be uh, educated yourself to get it. Anyways, I want to wrap this up. This has been another good episode of Eight Black Hands. We are four black men Today, we are three black men who care about the education of America's 8 million black children, and we are not going to give it up. We thank you for listening to us and supporting the podcast. If you liked it or loved it, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast and share it with a friend. Also, search for us on Facebook. Look us up. Charles, how can they find us on Facebook?
2: Well, you can't find us on Facebook.